what we've got here is failure to communicate. From sunny Southern California, we bring you Meet Bridget, a podcast for building confident communication and female badassery. We spotlight women who have bridged the gaps in their lives by building strong relationships and speaking their teenage dreams into reality. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining. For those of you new to the show, I'm Kishia Rosenberg, COO of Bridget, and together with founder and CEO Asha Gabriel, I help run a confidence and communication platform for teen girls. You might notice Bridget is an Irish name that is neither one of our names, but it's a name that means strong woman. This name comes from our belief that there is a strong, articulate, confident woman in each and every one of us. Today's episode is a bridge etymology. Etymology is the study of the origin of words and the way in which their meanings have evolved throughout history. Don't you think you ought to do something about expanding your vocabulary? Communication is key here at Bridget, and we would be remiss if we didn't begin at the start by expanding our vocabularies and breaking down the words we use. We love doing this because it allows us to think deeply about the things we're saying, where these words and phrases come from, and how language changes over time. Today, we're breaking down the word resilience. It's been a hard year. Actually, it's been a hard year and a half. A quick Google search of January 2020 provides a staunch reminder of the hell that was just the first month of last year, listing at minimum rising tensions between the U.S. and Iran, U.S. federal sites being hacked, fatal shootings in Aurora and Texas, among other places, a deadly helicopter crash killing nine people, including the NBA's beloved Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna, and the first U.S. case of what we now know to be COVID-19. That's just the tip of the iceberg. The first 30 days of 2020 alone were enough to make even the most seasoned warriors head spin. So it's no wonder that the year that subsequently unraveled has left many of us feeling dejected, defeated, and absolutely exhausted. I'm pretty tired. Think I'll go home now. On the other hand, there were a multitude of good things born out of the chaotic shit show that was last year. For example, SpaceX launched a rocket into space. Spain showed the world that community could persist in the form of balcony music despite the need for social distancing. Africa eradicated polio and discharged the last Ebola patient. And the 2020 election, regardless of your political leanings, resulted in a multitude of historic wins for women, the LGBTQ community, and the BIPOC community. And the world has turned its focus to so many social justice movements perpetuating inclusivity and anti-racism. There are so many ways and so many words to describe all of this, but at the heart of our collective traumas and simultaneous wins, the one word that comes to my mind is resilience. According to Merriam-Webster, resilience is a noun derived from the adjective resilient, meaning the capability of a strained body to recover its size and shape after deformation caused especially by compressive stress, an ability to recover from or adjust easily to the ability to misfortune or change, or the ability to become strong, healthy, or successful again after something bad happens. 
Synonyms include words like pliability, flexibility, plasticity, among many, many others. Resilience has both Latin and early French roots, both of which literally come to mean recoil. When broken down by its Latin roots, re means back and salir means jump, so altogether it's to jump back. Originally used in the 1620s, the Latin resilier, meaning to recoil or rebound or to jump back, describes scientific principles. In physics, resilience is the ability of an elastic material like a rubber band or animal tissue like skin to absorb energy such as from impact and release that energy as it springs back to its original shape. By 1824, the term had developed to encompass the meaning of elasticity. By the mid-19th century, resilient actually emerged as a technical term in the watchmaking industry, referring to flexible qualities of internal components that prevented excessive vibration. By the 1850s, 200-some-odd years after resilience was first used, resilient began to be used to describe being resistant or not susceptible to something, including people, marking its first figurative use. Science. Well, here I am. Doing science. Has long used the word resilience, one application being in a discipline called metallurgy, in which it defines one of the properties of a metal alloy like steel or aluminum to bounce back. Basically, it's a measure of the resistance of a metal bar to shock. In biology, resilience is the ability to live in an environment in spite of changes and attacks by predators. Ecologists refer to resilience when defining the ability of an ecosystem to maintain its function when faced with a disturbance, and resilience time is that needed for an ecosystem to return to its original state after such a disturbance. All of these applications are to say that resilience is considered the capacity to face up to trauma without later being affected by it or to find the means to reconstruct after it. In a broader, more human sense, resilience is the capability to continue one's life post-suffering or post-shock in a way defining a kind of immediate or rediscovered stability. For us, it's the instinct or action to leap back or recoil because we're naturally elastic. Right, right, right. It's a solid, it's a liquid, it's a viscoelastic polymer made of polypeptide chains, but you eat it? I mean, it tastes good. <laughs> it's kind of like that old Isaac Newton saying, i.e. his third law of motion, to any action there is always an opposite and equal reaction. In other words, the actions of two bodies upon each other are always equal and always opposite in direction. In other words, for any experience, we should expect and can expect a recoil of equal and opposite force. In terms of negative experiences such as trauma or failure, we can thus expect and should expect healing and success, respectively. In psychology, the idea of resilience has long been studied. In many ways, you could even say that resilience as a trait has been underestimated because we can't actually study what we don't know and most people do not complain unless faced with traumatic events. To elaborate on this, many people are exposed to loss or potentially traumatic events at some point in their lives, and yet they continue to have positive emotional experiences and show only minor and transient disruptions in their ability to function. So unfortunately, because much of psychology's knowledge about how adults cope with loss or trauma has come from individuals who've sought treatment or exhibited great distress after loss and trauma, Theorists have often viewed this type of resilience as either rare or pathological. 
I think, though, when you return to the original meaning of the word, the reality is that resilience is exactly this ability to power through trauma, not bypassing it, but absorbing it, hopefully processing it, and coming out the other side, i.e. recoiling with an enriched understanding of life. Have you found Jesus yet? No. So how do we make this actionable? How do we return to resilience as an applied practice, as a recoil? How do we take a distinct quote-unquote failure and turn it into a full-on Rocky Balboa victory? Well, we apply resilience by getting back up, dusting ourselves off, acknowledging the process. We do this by breaking things down by fact, not just how an obstacle might have made you feel, extracting a lesson and moving forward. And I think the key is hidden, not just in getting back up, but really being open to looking at a quote-unquote failure, absorbing it, and being able to acknowledge and learn from it. If we do this, then our failures become vital lessons, springboards, if you will, for recoiling or pivoting in a different direction. And it lends itself to a growth mindset in which our ideas of ourselves are not fixed, but that with each experience, with each trauma or failure or even success, we can continue to grow and add to our bank of knowledge, transforming ourselves into more and more well-rounded individuals in the process. And this gives me chills because so often we're afraid to do things. We stop short of our goals because of fear, whether it's fear of failure or inadequacy or lack of perfection. But I think that when we challenge ourselves by doing the thing that scares us the most, we're confronted with our own resilience. By even allowing ourselves the opportunity to fail miserably, we are positioning ourselves for an equal or greater victory. And so even if we fall, just by surviving the fall, we have the opportunity to get back up with a lesson. Aja and I laugh sometimes reminiscing on our time building Bridget as a brand and a platform so far because we've literally heard so many no's and been asked so many times why we think we could actually weave our ambitions into reality. But it's not blind audacity that keeps us going, it's resilience. We look back at each no or closed door, we retell ourselves our whys, we plan our next how, and we stay flexible. The kid is resilient. And that's how we practice our resilience as a team. Because life is bumpy and the good and bad come in waves and cycles. But like rubber bands, we carry the, within us the flexibility and plasticity to jump back and recoil. Long before the COVID-19 pandemic, there was the 1918 Spanish flu. Before the Spanish flu was the devastating yellow fever. But in each iteration of global hardship, society has found a way to bounce back on a macro level. The concept of resilience is nothing new. But by keeping mantra with the original meaning of the word, to recoil or jump back, we can renew our own perspectives and leverage our own innate resilience on a micro level. In the words of one Thomas Edison, I have not failed. I've just found a thousand ways that will not work. That's all for today, folks. Thanks for joining me for this short but sweet bridge etymology. Please like, subscribe, share, follow, leave us reviews and feedback. If there are words you're interested in hearing, please submit them and share them with us. We're listening. We're so appreciative of the time you take to spend with us and for all of your support. Have a great rest of your day. And that's our show. If you liked what you heard today, please like, subscribe to, 
follow, and share Meet Bridget with your circle. The best way to help our work here is to rate and review our podcast. We're listening and constantly working to build something helpful for you. Catch you next time. No matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. Thank you.